Stop recording. Start. Stop. Just do it. <laughs> Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, do you, how do you intro? In a world where people don't know how to do introductions, comes two peas in a pod. first episode of Jessica and Emma's podcast. It is the podcast no one asked for, uh, inspired by the web series that no one watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Eight years ago, uh, Emma and I, after finishing school, decided to go on a little jaunt around the world, did some budget traveling, and uh, me fresh out of film school, and Emma graphic design and creative, and we're both into comedy. We thought, we're going to do a web series that just records this journey and it could be a little time capsule for us that we can look back upon fondly and um this is fondly right now fondly not to be confused with fondly we're not fondling we're not fondling anything oh there is no fondling going on in the house of jessica right now (laughs) very sad times very sad times indeed the quarantine life i'll tell you that much yeah, podcast, pod life. You Cast. have two peas, you got one podcast. Has that name actually not been taken by a podcast yet? Actually, there's one called um, Two Peas on a Podcast, which is a missed opportunity. Wow. Two well, Peas on a Podcast? How'd you fuck that one up? <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, here we go. It's ours. The fact that none of our names start with P. Let's change our names. <laughs> We'll have to. Penelope and Prudence. Oh! Is it pronounced Penelope? Penelope. 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 We bounced the idea of a podcast around for a while because we're so ahead of the curve. Oh. We're the first to do it, God, which we so love being ahead. trailblazers. But just from uh, long phone conversations, that we thought, you know, sometimes hilarious stuff happens. And we're like, we, th- we think this is really funny. It might just be us, but that's, uh, I guess that's, <laughs> this is a good Stay way to tuned. find out if it's just really deeply ingrained inside jokes or if we're actually funny, so. Yeah, that's the, that's the test. That's what all this is. Uh, you know, no promises, but. I mean, we entertain ourselves all the time, so we figure, why keep it to ourselves? That's selfish. Extremely Share selfish, you know? If there's anything we've learned in these hard times, it's don't be fucking selfish. <laughs> <laughs> 2021. So we started off that way with our humble two girls, one trip. Two girls, one trip. Our little travel web series. Emma and I were travel buddies for... Well, I mean, we still are. Not that we can travel right now, but our first big travel was... Uh, we went for a year. We pretty much went around the world. We didn't know how long it was going to be, if we were going to stay and live. I mean, the end goal was New Zealand eventually. Um, but yeah. yeah, with no real plan in mind. Just uh, That was kind of, I think, part of the fun of it. Like, we had never intended to create a show about learning drift different travel tips or anything like that. Not at all. It was literally like, let's wing it and it'll be funny. And we'll yes. record it. And even yeah. just like the certain funny travel isms, like how disgusting you get because you don't know where you're going to shower next, or even just being super like 
I don't want to say taking everything that you can get, but when there's like free offerings anywhere, it's like <laughs> this soap is coming with me, you know? Like, oh yeah, cheese sample, I'll take three. Thank you. Yeah. So it just became, oh god, and there's stories about that too, just not wanting to waste food oh, yeah. and this and that. But we'll get into that later. This is kind of more of a the know, origin story. This is the origin story, you know? Like the origins and the you two know. Girls. For people who already know us, like, fuck you. No, no, just, uh, you know, like, you're already already in it, you know, you already know what the whole deal is, probably, I don't know. (laughs) You didn't miss out on a big cultural event. This was more like a little personal time capsule that we were like, I mean, wouldn't it be great if it caught on? It didn't. But It didn't, um, but there was some episodes that, uh, you know, got you know, a little bit more views than the others, but, uh-huh. um, maybe a thousand here or there, not to brag. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was maybe our top. Yeah. Some of them, you know, looking back pretty embarrassing, but I mean, that's part of the fun of it, you know, it is, it's kind of, it's, I mean, anything is like, if you go through old photos or yearbook photos or, you know, there's always a bit of embarrassment, about being like oh my god look at what I look like then or who I was then but it's also kind of you're glad that it exists because sometimes it is fun to revisit it oh yeah if not to just show you how much further you've come yeah where you were yep I know sometimes yeah sometimes I'll rewatch them just for just to reminisce about something or or if or if somebody was asking you like how was Germany or whatever you can actually be like you know what I actually have a video that you can watch. Exactly. Um, so but let's give people people that don't know us that well a time frame. So mm-hmm. it's 2021 now. Mm-hmm. The, this big travel we did, we were... 22, 23? 22, 23. So, the, yeah, 2012, 2013. 2013. So eight years ago. Oh, my God. Eight years ago. We old bitches now. And we're talking about it like now we're those people. That's like, oh, that time I was in Paris. <laughs> I know we're those. We're the. It's like instead of name dropping, it's like location dropping. Oh, I remember yeah. Paris in 2012. Yeah, the smell of pastries in the air. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we neither of us have kids, so I mean, that's just what we're gonna blabber yes. on about instead. So everyone's got something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's good at something. We're good at reminiscing. So yeah, it was 2012, sorry, 2013. Um, I had just finished school. I think you had done the same, right? Yeah, we graduated uh, the same year, I guess, um, or within that same year or two. Yeah. And uh, I had kind of been telling people that I was planning on moving to New Zealand to work or I have some family there. So that was kind of the main concept there, but I I didn't necessarily think about dragging anyone else into it. And I'll say dragging because you'll find out later that it's, we were really just dragging around, but um, yeah, that was the main kind of idea was for me to go out there. And then it just so happened that, Jessica had caught wind of this, like, I don't know, through friends, or maybe I had told her and, and the idea kind of sparked in her. And so we just literally... Is that, how, is that what happened? Did, 
Yeah. Did I kind of catch you off guard when I was like, oh, I heard you're going to do this crazy thing? Yeah, totally. I was like, you know, yeah. I have a very different memory of this, but go, let's hear your side. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, I mean, we did, uh, I'll just say that we did drink a lot in these days. So there it it's is. possible <laughs> that this is just my little like hero story where I'm like, wow, like this amazing. But basically that's my memory of it is that I had been planning to do this on my own. And then Jessica was like, what if would like, would you be opposed to a friend coming with you? And would you be opposed to doing Europe as well? And I was like, all right, I'm listening. We ordered another round of beers. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was That's your wild. thought process well, of this? Oh, no, I completely agree. This this came from you because I know you had family there. Yeah. I thought it was like a, we had gone for drinks and it was kind of just maybe you thought like, yeah, I was thinking of doing this. And I, th- I thought it kind of came from there. But it uh. 100% makes sense that you already had more concrete plans. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I inserted myself. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I didn't buy tickets or, or anything yet. So who right, knows right. if I would have bailed last minute if it was just me. I don't know. But that yeah. was that was my plan in my head. And, and um, you know, our lease was running up in uh, our apartment with with my two friends Megan and Vicky and we were just like I mean what else they were already looking for apartments I think they might have even already had one lined up because I was telling people I was moving (laughs) so there might have been a last minute panic of like are you sure you can't look for three bedrooms or (laughs) right right but you know as soon as we were kind of on about like okay no like the two of us are doing this then it was like, you know, all of a sudden we're looking at tickets. What I also find interesting about posing that, like saying, what do you think of, you know, if we did this, is I remember thinking at the time, so Emma and I were initially not like friends from knowing each other. We were kind of a friend through a friend. Yeah, we actually met in the in high school, but we didn't go to the same high schools, even in yeah. the same city at all. <laughs> no. And then slowly, like, you you know, you had house parties at your place or, and I, my friend would go, so I went and then slowly I knew you. And I felt like asking about this trip thing was almost jumping the gun a bit on the friendship. It kind I of think was, we were, yeah. We were getting there and like, I, when you click with people, you know you click with them. Yeah. But it's almost just the social conditioning, like, well, this might be a bit of a stretch. I don't want to freak her out. Yeah, because we were slowly, maybe kind of the middle friend between us was slowly fading away, and we're like, I think we might be friends. So what I did it, and you were kind of like, I think I'm into it. I'm like, did we just become best friends? Yep, <laughs> there was basically that. Yeah, because it's true. It it like it just kind of blossomed from like, yeah, somebody I would see around like the same people to like somebody that all of a sudden you're not that you don't find it that weird to maybe just ask them to hang out. Yes, it's always an interesting shift. So in that that year, I think that's what that was, where I was like, oh, like Jessica's kind of come around like sometimes just, you know, without some of our other friends. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so it was kind of weird that it that it actually worked out because, well, so far. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is a big, I mean, maybe we don't realize the gravity of like, yeah, we're going to spend every day together for the next year. We haven't spent that much time together yet, but we kind of, 
I think we did kind of know because when we had the idea of doing a web series as we went along, we both like comedy a lot. Yeah. You know, skits, and we have a similar kind of dumb sense of humor, witty, dry. Would you so, call me? <laughs> you heard me. But when we filmed those kind of the intro, like the compatibility test, like a teaser trailer oh. of us going through questions of, you know, oh, what, how long do you take in the shower? How, like oh. things like that, even though it was half for fun and we were kind of just hamming it up for the camera, part of me was like, oh yeah this might not work yeah I don't think it even occurred to us like because it's like almost like I've heard from some people that traveling together is almost more hard on a relationship than even like people that are married because not only are you you know it's one thing to be in a routine where you're like a roommate and you have your things that everyone's household duties whatever a schedule that you both have but when you're traveling, not only are you doing that, but you're also in different surroundings every time. Yeah. And you're also planning excessively, constantly. Planning, so stress, things happen, things change on the stressful fly. Stressful things are happening. I mean, there yeah. was probably some bickering, but literally nothing. Oh, there was bickering. Nothing, That'll be an episode later on. <laughs> nothing like stand out that you're like, wow, that no. huge fight. It was just like little bickerings where somebody's no. tired or hungry and there's snippiness. But, you know, all things considered, it, it worked out. That marriage worked out quite well. <laughs> it did. And it's been a beautiful, lovely friendship since. You talk a lot even in the the different cities and the lockdowns and the whatevers, but we, we do make time to chat, even if it's like, whoa, I've had a busy month and then we finally end up catching up. But this is kind of the concept too, to be able to, mm -hmm. why not record them when we chat every once in a while, you know? Not that I don't reach out, but I think it's easy for, for me to get caught up in something or not feel a need to reach out. Yeah. Which yeah. is maybe a problem of being needless, which is can be an issue. Maybe this is getting too deep for the origins episode. <laughs> I'll save it for my therapy session later. Yeah. But no, I do, and not just with you, but with friends, with other people. I'm not always the one to reach out, but when it when I finally have a minute to breathe or step out of work or whatever I'm you doing, think about yeah. I, I never hesitate. I was like, I gotta give her a call. I, I haven't talked to her in a bit. Yeah, and it always it's like a pickup where we left off. And the nice thing about that too is like I think we've all had these types of friends probably where um, there's a little bit too much expected. Mm. Like, and I, I always end up um, losing touch with those people because it's more stressful to me to think about reaching out to them and not being able to commit on whatever they're expecting or them not being understanding about you not going to something or whatever. Um, whereas the friends, I think we can all relate to this, the friends that come and go and there's no guilt involved and there's no like, if you have to cut me off because you're at work and we need to talk another time, there's no hard feelings. Or if we can't talk for a month, it's not like, well, where have you been for a month? You know? Yes. So it's that type of relaxed behavior um, that actually probably got us in a lot of trouble on that trip because <laughs> almost too relaxed. Um, but Oh, great, yes. great in a, a friendship, though. It is great for a friendship. 
it really is. I'm not sure. We just we live in the moment. What can we say? We don't worry about the future, <laughs> like fl- upcoming flights. We don't worry. We don't think about the past. We stay present. And I'm pretty sure that first, um, the first flight too was like our parents almost had like a last supper with us, and I don't think they I had, know. I, they had never met before either. Yeah. And it was like this weird last supper where they were like, yeah, have poutine and have Caesars, you know, Canadian stuff before you yeah, go. Yeah, stock up. And I know. Uh, yeah, it, it really did feel like a something was looming. <laughs> Had you traveled much before this? Not really. Like this was a definitely not like as an adult where you're kind of planning it all on your own or going with friends. I think only only ever traveled with family, you know? Yeah, someone's taking care of it. You're following the plan. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jessica, did you travel before? I had done, actually, uh, I want to say the longest was a week, and it was almost always like an all-inclusive resort-type situation. But again, these are all things where the schedule it's a there's an itinerary that's already set you don't have to think at yeah. all about it so it, it truly it's a vacation it truly is oh yeah and um yeah i don't think we realized how i mean <laughs> i think we wanted to know you know we were capable young women with with fairly good heads on our shoulders and we're like we'll figure it out as we go but i don't think until that initial flight started approaching that the anxiety <laughs> started oh, to really yeah. really set in yeah and we also just we were not like not that we're not planners like I think that we're both organized people by default but like not to the point where like there's some people that we were you know meeting at hostels that had things planned like months in advance like where they were going to stay and whatever and we just had none of that like Nothing. Not at all. We had flights booked. You ha- you had reached out to a few friends to maybe you know crash on a couch here and there. That was um, basically it. And yeah, it was. Uh, it's actually, it's kind of embarrassing looking back. Where you're like, wow, we just thought we could just float around and like find an inn or something. You know what? I really I credit uh, like university years and those house party years into really pushing your standards so low to where you could sleep or be comfortable because the amount of times you're drunk you pass out whatever the bathtub's fine so it's like coming off of that chapter of your life you're like i would just love a small you know five square feet of carpet (laughs) if you could spare it (laughs) you know i'll take hardwood but if if you if you got carpet i'd prefer it you know it is like it it is funny because i think you know so we're 30 now. I don't know if you calculated that in the years that we were talking about, but so I don't know if even a lot of the stuff that we were doing would probably not be as enjoyable now as a 30 year old. If we had a larger budget, like an unlimited travel budget, it may have been a very different trip. We didn't exactly know what the expenses would be like offhand, but we knew we're like, we are, this is a budget travel to the max. Yeah. I think our, our kind of, saving grace for a lot of that was was friends like you know most of us these days do have friends or family that have moved abroad and you know stayed there or they work there yeah so we did have a solid like out of all the places we visited we still had like 
maybe I could count on two hands the amount of people that were willing to let us stay with them. Yeah. A lot of times pull-out couch was literally like that was the Taj Mahal because <laughs> anything else, it was probably a chair or a floor or... Maybe. Hostels, that's a whole other animal. <sighs> yeah. You, oh, that, that, yeah. Stories, I, stories, stories. I don't even hate them, but yeah, I guess... Um, I don't hate them, but you're, you're completely right. I think that type of travel is very much... Uh, <laughs> built towards people in their youth yeah. and not that we are not young now but <laughs> like when if you get to a place where you can afford comfort you're like i will never do that again if yeah. i don't have to <laughs> yeah and yeah. and the thing is you're you're buying them with no previous conception of what they're going to be like so if it's crappy yeah you're in it yeah but luckily like, you know pretty sound sleepers what with the exhaustion of moving around oh yeah flying i don't think i ever struggled to sleep the worst place that i slept personally was a, a metal chair so if you're ever wondering how tiring traveling was that is, at the airport yeah yeah i remember it i actually it was like one of my top five power naps oh god it was great because like you had time to kill like you know before a flight and um we just like slept on these metal really awful chairs but it was beautiful because we were just woke up by the we woke up of the sound of like them calling our flight to be ready or flight 319 now boarding (laughs) off to find another place to sleep (laughs) sleep seekers (laughs) sleep seekers that's basically it's not travelers guys it's sleep seekers that's what you'll find it really is and i remember people would be like you know (laughs) From the outside looking, outside looking in, inside looking out, whatever. For people that were not us viewing our travels, <laughs> viewing our travels, they're like, "Man, your vacation looks crazy." Vacation. And it may have only been three weeks we were away, but the amount of of st- just stimulation, like there's no <laughs> autopilot when you travel like that. There's no, yeah, it's just a left and then right up ahead because everywhere is new. Yeah. So even walking to find your hostel takes so much conscious effort to get there that's three weeks feels like i feel like i lived three lifetimes within those three weeks and like i feel like people calling it a vacation felt insulting at the time you're like i'm exhausted this is work (laughs) i am working here like but it wasn't work but i mean it it you know you're i mean we didn't we certainly didn't get paid for doing it oh god did we ever not (laughs) yeah If we were to do one again, is there anything you'd do different? I can tell you one thing right off the bat, I'd do different. Tell me, tell me. Um, We need to hire a separate camera person because 89% of the funny shit that happens, happens, and then you're like, oh, God, okay, let's try and recreate that. It's organic is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why we kind of wanted to do this, too. Like, what are all these stories that we missed because we literally were like, running somewhere or you know like yeah something that happened while we were in a bar we obviously weren't like having our camera hanging around yeah you want to bring less stuff that's for sure Mm, yeah we brought way too much stuff like we were just thinking seasonally like you know as canadians it's like oh we need winter stuff and we need summer stuff so bringing like 
a couple of dresses for like the odd occasion and whatever. It was just completely useless. Like, <laughs> I, uh, honestly, there was a, it really was. We we were in no state to <laughs> no. put dresses on. <laughs> and like, I there was almost like people that we would meet traveling that would have, be like decked out in nice clothes and makeup and you're going like how do you sustain that yeah because we did not (laughs) we really did not that was another thing watching them back now that thanks to covid i've had so much time i'm like maybe i will try to learn the makeup and how people do it and when i rewatch a video i'm like damn jess a little bit of concealer under the eyes would have gone a long way (laughs) (laughs) oh we did not care and that was probably part of the fun of it but um, it is. It, it's nice. It's freeing to not care because we really were not trying to impress for. That's a good what it is. It's freeing, yeah. and like yeah. both of us are not the type of person who's gonna be like make somebody take a photo over twenty times because they want it to look better. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Like I get it, but in these scenarios, it's like we really did not care to be the people taking selfies for an hour to get a good one it was like we're on this trip maybe we didn't shower i don't really want to think about trying to look good right now (laughs) you know like actually my thought of like getting someone else to film because you know you're maybe you're enjoying this beautiful whatever snow flurry on a bridge in a city you've never been in and nothing ruins the magic of that like let's pull the camera out and uh do a little bit here comedians are human beings too (laughs) they sure are they sure are and brains and stuff yeah i don't know just that that was always a part like i don't but i don't think we're natural performers that's what Mm -hmm. i think it is we are we are are comfortable being ourselves so if if that got captured i think that would come through yeah but i personally struggled with the like okay now we're recording and let's try and throw a smile on and hey it's Emma and Jessica reporting from Paris where it got maybe it's just like a muscle you have to work on it and as we went on it's something I got more comfortable with but I think whether or not you felt that way when I watch it I feel like you fall into that a lot more naturally than I do yeah somehow like it, it did feel like pretty natural but I think we were talking about it before where it just I think maybe that it was a topic and a concept that we had come up with together that we were both excited about that made it like fun and low key. Whereas I've never been good at performing in general, because a lot of times, whether it was college or like work or whatever, um, if they're asking you to answer certain questions that you're just, maybe it's hard to put life into them because they're not questions you would necessarily really be interested in answering then those kind of things or if the person that's filming you and you know that they're editing it you don't know them we at least knew like okay we know what the footage is and like we trusted that both of us kind of had the same vision for it so it was easier to like know like which parts would end up being cut and feel safe with the content that we're yeah i don't know we can trust we need a third p we need a third yeah. So if Two Girls One Trip gets a renewed viewership, they're like, this is gold. We want to get you, we want to, you know, put a season up of this. Would you do it? Would you do a, another 
another go of two girls one trip oh yeah for sure the only thing is i would but i i guarantee that there's going to be different things that i'm prioritizing like i was saying i'd bring less stuff um but i would definitely need to bring things like advil and gravel maybe even some pepto um I don't know if it's just the aging body or the fact that, <laughs> that we didn't take care of our bodies in those times, oh, but yeah. it would be a lot rougher for me. <laughs> well, but you know, I would do it. What kind of takeaways do you have from this? Not just like, what would you do differently? But so during the trip, it, it didn't feel like a, a, a life changing metamorphosis and came out the other side as a totally different person. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like that at the time. And honestly, sometimes I was like, should I be having more fun on it? Like, am I not doing this right? Yeah. It was kind of a crazy leap of faith to throw ourselves into this oh, with no yeah. plan. So the takeaway I got from it is like, maybe it didn't feel like something important was happening at the time. But I think it sped up me becoming an adult and taking care of myself because I had I'd grown up at home. I'd, I had never lived away from home up to mm-hmm. that point, too. Yeah, that's right. Or it was you, your first apartment in, uh, yeah. in New Zealand, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you had the experience. You, you've had it before on a roommate. So little things to me that I don't even think of now, but like doing my laundry for the first time. Sorry, uh, first world problem. I feel super spoiled <laughs> saying it. But like when you're 22 and you're like, oh, my God, I guess I should go buy some detergent so I can do laundry? Is that how you do it? All these crazy yeah. things that I never really had to sit down and think about. Like, Mom, what kind do we use? <laughs> Mom, there's so many different scents, which which is the one I like. Yeah. Um, so I think it was incredibly important that way. And I, I probably didn't realize it at the time, but in terms of keeping an open mind and being able to empathize with people like you don't speak the same language but at the end of the day you can laugh at similar jokes or like someone falling down is universally funny <laughs> or farts fart, fart humor is a great universal one a great or, icebreaker <laughs> yeah it's just it, it it felt because i think at the end of the day me a lot like yourself i'm not a people pleaser to the degree that I want to make sure everyone likes me, but when I have meaningful connections or conversations, especially with someone when I don't expect it, mm-hmm. that kind of, that's what's important to me. Like the, the common humanity yeah. in all of us. And that that's what that nice travel brought out. Feeling, yeah. And, and it's even just like the, over time it, most people can relate that, you know, you go from maybe a ton of friendships when you're younger because you're just trying to meet everyone everyone's cool like you want to have more people at a party because it's better that way but if you have you know less people and more like deep relationships with those fewer people but yeah in the travels too like whenever when people ask I think that they're thinking you have some sort of like fucking eat pray love story under your belt like oh my god this this crazy life-changing it's like sure it was you know yeah there's endless stories and yes it was an amazing experience but you're right at the time it just seemed like that's life you know i'm just living it um i'm wondering where my next shower is gonna be (laughs) I'm wondering if the next place has continental breakfast. 
Spoiler alert, almost none of them do. (laughs) No, no, very few, yeah. The funny thing about that was a lot of times in those few places that did have continental breakfast, we still would not peel ourselves out of bed early for that. Oh, sometimes it's just not worth it. Sleep seekers, baby. Sleep seekers, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like, what joke's on them? You're paying for the room. I'm getting my sleep's worth of this. (laughs) And it goes with saying, too, that we were not really drinking on this trip. Just, just to save money initially, but also just the repercussions. <laughs> Oof. Oh, yes, just, just like Teaser. unbelievable. If you have to take a train or a plane or an automobile, hi, <laughs> but um, if you had to take any of those, any oh. form of mode of transportation the next day, it was just yeah. a nightmare. And being hungover with those bags. So our travel oh. bags. Maybe we'll put a picture up on Instagram or something, but. They're your typical hiker. I mean, how many liters? I know that's how they define a bag. I want to say that a dead body could fit in it. (laughs) (laughs) A dead body or two small dead children could definitely fit. Possibly a large dog. (laughs) So, and actually we got physically, like I remember when we came out the other side of it, the back muscles I developed from getting just used to walking with it, I felt like could rip someone in half after that. (laughs) no these bags were huge and like and we kind of you know what that's another thing I would do differently is I wouldn't bring my computer like these are things that got strapped like to the front of gondolas in in (laughs) Vietnam or whatever and we're just like oh my god our computers are in there and you you just have to like live with the fact that you might lose a significantly expensive item in your life <laughs> i love that it shows the priorities huh it's like you get on this shady rickety looking mode of transportation your first thought is like is my computer gonna be okay <laughs> it's like bitch are you gonna be okay <laughs> meanwhile the guy that like does not speak english is just like pissing in the river while i'm sitting there <laughs> like oh God, <laughs> so i'm yes. like Oh, he doesn't care about our computers. He's just trying to piss in the river. (laughs) The wonders of our world. It is a fun time. I mean, I gotta say, though, I love just seeing how similar everyone is. That you could have, you could be a farmer in Thailand or a corporate mogul in North America. It's like at the end of the day, you want to be fed, you want to have shelter, you want to be loved. Well, like um, our good friend uh, Hong in. Yes, yes. That we met in Thailand, and he um, he knew Levi's. Like, his favorite thing was, I, I just need a new pair of Levi's jeans. And you're like, yeah. wow, okay. Like, yeah. not that we're so sheltered that we don't think that everyone maybe has some of the same things, but I always yeah. just imagine that our Canadianisms are maybe quite different to what a lot of different countries have like whether it's gene stores or you know types of restaurants so yeah. it is just funny when you see a like-mindedness in somebody else like whether it's a show that you all watch or mm-hmm. i mean these days a lot of things are connected because of the internet so we can kind of know what's going on yeah. in different countries and know what their different art forms are but a hundred percent. It's just and it's, strange. Uh, and for me, especially because we consume so much, well, I do consume so much like <laughs> movies and TV. Yep. 
right? That's that was my world perspective, and I, I knew about all these different countries, but my idea of you know a monk in Thailand was like someone that is so focused on their spirituality they are cut off from the rest of their world, and their whole life goes into that spirituality. And then you go there, and like these kids are on their smartphones playing oh. Candy Crush and stuff. You're like, monks play Candy Crush? Yeah, you guys have internet here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, are we that naive that we've just thought that people are living so differently when we're all actually living quite similarly? Quite similar. And and it goes both ways. Sometimes you'd make like, you meet someone, you make a reference to Oprah and they just like eyes glaze over and they blink at you. And you're like, like Oprah? You don't know who Oprah is? They're like, um, she, what did that one guy say? He's like, oh, she, she has big breasts right and like not really what she's known for but <laughs> that she does so i guess that's her or oh like rihanna God. it's like you guys don't know who rihanna is. like some things carry over some things i'm like oh that's just a north america culture okay and, but yeah, that's part of the fun of it it is part of the fun and or even like there's something very charming about bringing somebody in on your cultural thing so like yes. a lot of people from almost any country that we live like stayed in were very willing to like show you their ways you know yes yes people are so excited to share their world like their little whatever the culture is whatever things like oh you've never had yonder fogen it's like i know yeah and people are very and it's true because i feel the same way where i'm very excited to like tell people about my upbringing or culture or things that we do in canada but um, it, it's another cool thing too is um, certain places where you're like, wow, I've seen this in movies or I've seen this in TV shows, and I, now I'm here, I'm in it in this crazy like vast wherever it that is. That is a good point. We're, I, I felt that way. I mean, I'm sure we have hundreds of other examples, but I remember when um, when we did Paris and like going to see the Eiffel Tower, and I'm I'm not someone that really romanticized Paris at all. Mm-hmm or had ambitions of going since I was a little girl or something like <laughs> well, that. Well, we certainly didn't romanticize it after because <laughs> so, we'll tell you about I that. I remember when we went there to see the Eiffel Tower, and it sounds like the dumbest, most obvious thing, but I'm looking at it I'm like, oh, whoa, it's big. I mean, like, it, it's really big. Yeah. It's just that. I'm like, because you're used – we all know the image, but I've only seen it on a, you know, a small – image on a google search on my computer or and it's like a, a panorama so it just is like this small thing in the middle of the screen right exactly and mm-hmm. there, there was something that was one moment where i'm like okay so it is different when you actually experience these things yeah it's like knowledge versus knowing or does that make sense was that deep or stupid <laughs> stupid it was stupid <laughs> stupid you know what um another one too was Chungking Mansions. Was it a movie? Yeah, there's like... It was a movie, yeah. Very famous. Uh, I think Hong Kong. Yeah, I don't think most people from North America might typically know this movie, but you went to film school with Sherman, who was from Hong Kong. Yes. And he was telling us about this before we went there. And so we did watch it. I think before we went. I, I, I can't remember. I think he told us to stay there. And it's kind of like, uh, for anyone from Toronto, maybe like the Honest Ed's if it had hotels in it. First, there's the Credit Union for Hong Kong. And then there's a fruit market. It's just like the weirdest. Like there's so many things in this yeah. one building. 
Okay. And it's not an upscale, it's not quite a slum, but it's kind of a lower, like a, a bit of a seedy area. But it, it has yeah. a bit of a reputation with it. Like, I think we were a little bit shocked. Like, we're picturing mansions. Like, the word mansions, just don't use it. If you <laughs> if you can't commit, I mean, just don't use mansions, man, because this was not... This the was, irony of it. We have a recording of our room there, and oh, man. I just thought it can't be real, you know, like there's all these like kind of wet corridors and then you go up this this one elevator. It was just a, the strangest layout and we finally go up to whatever floor. And yeah, it's just a very tightly packed, um, very efficient, I'll say, room. Efficient or cozy, as realtors would probably call it. Cozy, yeah. I think everything that I say now as, as a, I want to say as an adult, but, you know, as a middle of the road person i always say but i can't be sure it's a great coverall blanket statement oh yeah and it, you can almost get away with it or like i can't be held responsible for what i do and say yeah. that's ridiculous it's perfect for not wanting to be accountable for anything <laughs> a valuable tool can i park here you know what I'm going to say go for it, but, you know, can't be sure. I know. Can't be sure. <laughs> I love what strangers are just seeking validation, too. Like, if someone you don't know is like, am I allowed to do this? And you go, give it a try. <laughs> no. And that's I'm going to break the law. I'm Let's not going to be here to pick up the pieces, so go for it, bud. See you never. <laughs> so to kind of reel it in, we, we got real philosophical and, we're just real deep thinkers. You'll you'll come to see that, everyone. Um, but I wanted to talk about so. But my first memory of um, when we were like finally we're setting off on our trip. Our family came, um, brought us to the airport. We're a bit anxious because we're scared too. But we're in it now. We can't turn back. And we walked up to the counter. You remember what happened? Yeah. You know what? I didn't remember until you reminded me. But it was a great first start. Mm-hmm. You handed your passport, and the woman looked at it and looked back at you, and she's like, this passport is not valid without your signature on this line. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it felt like Skip the longest two-second pause of my life. Yeah. And I'll and also say it. that every silly story like that became a hilarious now to be able to tell. Oh, yeah. They're never fun when they happen, oh, but they, they grow funnier with time. Yeah. Like us. So, <laughs> Just like us, like a fine, funny-ass wine. Okay. So that's it. I think that'll wrap up. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, that was our origin story and then some. Uh, and our first episode. Thank you if there are people on the other side of this for listening. Apologies to our friends who we have forced to watch our web series and soon to be this podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, next episode, where, where was our first leg? We got England is where we landed. So we're going to talk about the beginnings of our trip. England and Berlin were our first kind of destinations. So England and Berlin. And our boy, first, we got some stories. First Ooh. lessons in travel. So naive. Okay, well, we're setting off 2021. Two, two peas in a podcast from Canada. Uh, stay safe out there. Good night. Anything mm. else, Emma? I think Jessica, you said it well. (laughs) Yeah. Stay tuned for the next one. I'm sure our moms will listen. So, hey, mom. (laughs) Hey, Zella. Hey, Uh, hey, Zella. Good night, mom. (laughs) Night, mommy. (laughs) Night, night.
you. Ready?